0: Hey, welcome back to another edition of the 5 Tool Podcast. I'm Dustin McComas, joined once again, as always, by Drew Bishop. And this is the big 100, episode 100 of the 5 Tool Podcast. Uh, so we had to bring in the big guns. Uh, we had to bring in the boss man, old school himself, Mr. 5 Tool, Lynn Van Landingham. Uh, first off, Lynn, how are you doing? Uh, did you survive the freeze? um and and how's that voice doing because i know you've been hard at work selling the website talking to some people getting ready for the baseball season uh the voice is
1: great because you guys know how much i love to talk so (laughs) it's been a lot of uh built-in uh strength over the years for that but no it was great um we dodged the freeze we went to uh windsor colorado to see our middle son and his wife they're expecting our third grandson in uh, in April of this oh, year. I've uh, got to go see an old friend Mike Anderson who's now the uh, head coach at Northern Colorado and uh, you know the thing about up there in Windsor it was minus five when I got up uh, that Monday morning and um, there's snow on the ground but everybody up there knows how to drive on it so I wasn't, <laughs> um, I wasn't around the seven million people in DFW that don't quite comprehend that you know, ice means you slow down from 70 to 60. It, it it actually means, you know, it needs to be 20 to 30. But no, things <laughs> are great. Um, as you guys know, we've been extremely busy with the launch of the new website. Uh-huh. hard up about that. I know we're going to talk about that. Um, really shocked you guys made it 100 episodes, but I'm really... We are too. <laughs> we, we are too. Let's be honest. I'm really, I'm really <laughs> proud of you guys. Been very educational and learning. What you guys' favorite trick or treat candy is? Uh, what your favorite barbecue is? Mm-hmm. I had to learn what FOMO means, so <laughs> um, you know it, it's it's been educational for me as well. Yeah, yeah we're just we're
0: just keeping you hip and with the lingo, you know. Uh, well, we we wanted to have you on for episode one hundred because you know it's obviously a special number. A uh, number that we didn't know we were going to reach when we started doing this thing, but it's been fun to see the reach and and people taking interest in what we're doing and what we're talking about. But we we wanted to have you on because we thought it'd be a good time to, you know, reflect on the start of the company, how it started, how it got going, um, why it was why it took off, why it was different, why we had success doing it, and also, you know, looking ahead to the future. Uh, because, like you said, you know, we got so many exciting things going on um with the website and, and everything else and kind of looking to the horizon of what next what's next for five tool and you know amateur baseball in general um at this level. but um correct me if I'm wrong, this is gonna be year thirteen,
1: isn't it? Actually, this will be year ten. so year 10. okay, year, year ten since we've been incorporated, we actually ran our first two events in twenty thirteen that was the start of five okay. tool. But we weren't incorporated. At the time, I was still coaching uh, for the Dallas Tigers. I had Mm -hmm. that group of 2014s that that were extremely talented. And, um, you know, this thing kind of started by accident based upon uh, lunch I had at Torchy Tacos with Tony Vitello in downtown Fort Worth. And, um, you know, we were just talking about our experience of my 2014 group uh, traveling uh, outside of the area uh, we we had gone and played an event, and we drove almost 400 miles and, um, you know, played in front of uh, a maximum of six college coaches. And the very next weekend, we were playing at Fort Worth Southwest High School, and uh, I was throwing Turner Larkins, and the Fort Worth Cats were throwing Casey Shane, and there were 17 radar guns in the stands. And so when I was talking with Tony, I just, man, I just, I just have a hard time asking my parents to spend – you know, that kind of money when we got this type of visibility, this type of coverage, this type of scouting locally. And, and it just, it caused me, you know, to reflect a lot in regards to how the recruiting process works. So I go back to my team that I had, which six of those kids played professionally. Um, the furthest we ever traveled was Stillwater, Oklahoma, and those kids did fine, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, but what has transpired is, is, uh, um, this national um, fever about you know you got to go do this you got to go do that if when you start doing the research you're going to find out that about 94 to 95 percent of the kids are going to go play college baseball within 450 miles of home so you know it, it didn't make a lot of sense for me to take my guys to california or georgia so the big 12 could watch them play yeah because that was basically you know, the Big 12 and the west side of the SEC, uh, you know, were the guys that were were uh, recruiting our guys. I think mean, we had one guy on that team, Michael Kopek, He committed to Arizona, but Kopech wasn't ever going to school. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, he was a first-round draft pick. And so that's how I got started. And then the very first year, I mean, we had such a tremendous amount of talent in the event. With the first nine-team event we had at TCU, I think we had 17 Division One schools in attendance to watch those kids play and um then it just kind of went from there you know we had schools asking hey how can we replicate this in our area and different things and you know based upon the relationships that we had inside the industry with you know with the college coaches the the professional scouts the 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 club owners that you know i coached against for years and you know those those guys become really good friends of mine you know tommy hernandez and i played together in college Um, it just kind of fed on itself. And we created this regional concept where, you know, it wasn't just about the one percenters. Um, You know, it's also about giving kids the opportunity to play the game one more year. And uh, my corny old school philosophy that, you know, the longer you stay around this game, the better chance you have to be a better husband, a better father, a better employee and better man. And like I said, as corny as it sounds, I'm living proof of it. I'm a Dutch red I'm a Dutch redneck from Canyon, Texas that, you know, this game changed my life and the people I got to get associated with in this game changed my life. Um, you know, my high school coach Tom McPherson, I got the honor of seeing his uh, you know, induct in, in you know, induction into the Texas High School Hall of Fame a couple of weeks ago in in Round Rock and you know, that man changed my life. And then you know, I had a chance to play for Larry Hayes at Texas Tech that you know, maybe one of the finest human beings I've ever known in my life that impacted my life. And so those types of things and trying to keep that focus on really what this is about, it's it's not necessarily about playing on television someday. I hope they all do, but it's about being around a game that teaches you things about life that give you the opportunity to be successful in life. And it's the thing that we don't do a good enough job of educating parents and people that didn't play in regards to what this thing is, is really, really all about. And, you know, I had a 12 month uh, time frame where I got to spend 45 minutes to an hour with Norm DeBron, Augie Garrido, Gene Stevenson, and Wayne Graham, and just seeing those legends of the game and how they could still talk about players on their teams and what this game meant and what it was all about. None of those guys ever brought up, you know, hey, I've had this many big leaguers or, you know, this many All-Americans. It was all talking about how the game impacted the young men's lives that they had been able to influence. And and that's the part that we have to do a better job of communicating to everybody that's in this industry in regards to what what we really believe is important.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I think you said it. You know, the relationships are something that are just so important, and you know what what you build your career off of. You know, I know you know having played for and worked under Augie. That's the stuff that he talked about all the time. I mean, he's he could have listed out, you know, brought out the rolodex and gone through the number of big leaguers and stuff that he did, but more of his stories weren't about baseball. It was the stuff that happened off the field or in the locker room or you know just sitting around trying to figure out how to, you know, cobble together enough money to get uniforms when they didn't even have a dugout at Fullerton when they first started.
1: Um, well, and I'll and- tell you, Drew, just we had, had an example this week. Um, John Doxakis, you know, played at Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played in our events in the very first year, few years we got going. Hadn't talked to John, hadn't seen him in years, didn't really know him. And then we started working with Turtle Box on this potential sponsorship deal, and he's working for them – and you get a chance to hear him talk about, you know, playing in our events, what it was like. And then you see a young man that's gone through and played college baseball. Now he's got a career and a profession. In all honesty, that's one of the things that's that's probably more rewarding for Sheree and I through this whole process because of the relationships that that we established. I mean, I get a kick out of this because when we first started, when the college coaches would show up, um, they would come and find me. And then about three years in, the college coaches wouldn't come find me. They'd come find Cherie because she has the scout books. <laughs> yeah. She has yeah. the smile on her face. You know? and <laughs> she so, figured out who the boss was. Yeah. They, they figured they, out who the boss figured, was. Yeah. So, you know, it's been such a tremendous ride and watching these young men develop, play the game. And then, you know, we've been doing it long enough now where we're getting to see the back end of it with. With, with these kids going out and having careers and starting families and, and things like that. It's, it's, uh, it's been very, very rewarding for Sheree and I.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the reality is that there is, you know, we talk about the 1%, but then there's a, a, a 1% of that 1% that never has to work again. You know, like when they're done yes. playing baseball. I mean, I played with Drew Stubbs who made well over, million playing professional baseball. And it was done by 30 something and he was working, you know, like these, these guys, they work and, you know, the relationships, a lot of them tend to stay close to the game, which is, you know, what's great for our game and people giving back to the game. And, you know, I think that's one of the things that I've noticed the most since being back here is that, you know, almost all the organizations that existed when I was gr- coming up, they still exist. And either the same person's running them, you know, talking about I played for Tommy, too, mm-hmm. you know, and and then it, or, or if it's not the same person, it's the same guy. Right. It, the same personality that all, all the organizations have oh. their personalities and that, it, that stuff's just taken off and. Uh, it, it's it's really exciting to see because there's not a day that we show up at Melissa Melissa or any of our events really you know whether it's Arizona Fall Classic you run into someone that you played for or coached against you know I played for Heath Autry who's now the yeah. head coach at Corsicana and I was talking talking to him this morning about getting video up on the website of his freshman son who you know was. Tiny, I, I mean, he yeah. was a baby when I saw him and he's a guy, you know, like you said, that, that's the stuff that's really fun to see, you know, now I guess it's a sign of, of getting old too, but you know, it, it's fun that this, you know, everything that you've built and what our company has turned into is, is just a way to keep those people involved in the game. Because like you said, it, it, the sport means so much to us, but the relationships are what, you know, really drives you long-term.
1: Well, and, you know, here's the cool thing about it is, you know, when you talk about Heath, you know, I coached against Heath before, you know, I think he even had kids, you know, and now he's got one at Sam Houston State and a younger one that's really good. So you get to see these relationships, you know, expand and grow. And, you know, you know, you guys saying that I built this, you know, I I didn't build this, you know, I this is a product of what the game's about, you know Jay Sirianni and Tony Vitello helped me get this thing going, and you even watch what's transpired with them. You know, I mean, yeah. now Tony's the head coach at Tennessee, and you know Jay Sirianni, Jay Sirianni's the head coach at uh, at Sam Houston State, and then I got to know Mike Sirianni, who's now coaching at Wichita State, and it just it just never ends. And you know, Drew, I think you can attest to this: the 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 greatest thing about going getting a chance to go play college baseball is the relationships that you have a chance to form that last an absolute lifetime. And, you know, I remember the, the bus trips and, you know, you know, taking two vans and fighting for a spot in the van and, you know, you're playing Mm -hmm. cards and cribbage and stuff. And, and it's things that, you know, impact your life forever through those relationships. And then, you know, it doesn't matter whether you play at Cisco college or Midland college or You know, Texas, Texas A&M, Texas Tech, TCU, doesn't matter. I mean, that's on your resume for the rest of your life. And when you go in to have a job interview, it comes up in every job interview. And it doesn't matter if you were a three-time All-American or if you were a role guy. Just the fact that you had the chance to go do that and experience it creates additional opportunities. And again, you know, it, it may not be sexy. It may not be what everybody talks about. Nobody posted on Twitter but I truly believe it's the most important aspect of what's going on. And, you know, I remember, you know, the the deal about when we got into the youth stuff, you know, and it's not about, and Jerry Ford from perfect game is the one that shared this with me. And I thought it was just genius. You know, it's not about getting 12 year olds recruited. It's about creating an environment where the 12 year old wants to play when he's 13. And then when the 13 year old, you, you create an environment where he wants to play when he's 14, staying around this game, it has an impact on a young man's life. And I think softball for the, for the ladies as well, that changes your life and creates opportunities that people just don't spend a whole lot of time focused on. And, you know, that's, that's just my opinion, but it's been one of the big joys of this entire thing is getting to see these young men grow up and, and getting to see them advance in their lives and start having families. And, and and it's, it's just been very, very rewarding for us.
0: So year 10, get things kind of going off the ground in, in 2013. When you're sitting there having having that lunch at Torchies, d- did you envision it could turn into something like this? I mean, obviously that's you're taking you're taking a bit of a risk in that situation, you know. Like you guys are obviously passionate about the game. You understand that, you know, we gotta being regional is going to benefit the players. It's going to give them more opportunities to be in the game. It's going to be better for the college coaches that are recruiting guys. from that. But it's, it's still a risk to undertake that, to set out, to to jump into that sort of baseball market in that sphere. Did you 10 years ago have any idea it could become, you know, something like this? And, you know, I know you said you're not the one that built it, but um, you're certainly the guy that started laying the first bricks.
1: Well, and I'll tell you this, Dustin. You know, I mean, uh, you know, my previous career in the construction industry, um, the majority of that success was was generated around surrounding myself with tremendous people and latching on to tremendous people, and and that's been, you know, the same thing that's 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 happened here. You know, I mean, you know, Ryan Brewer came on board and got us going out west, and then you know, Jeff Kahn, you know, uh, we brought Jeff Kahn on. He was working for 24-7 Sports, mm-hmm. and I think it been acquired by CBS. He was the NFL editor, and we brought him on to, you know, expand what we do from a social media standpoint, which happened by accident. So I'd like to claim that, you know, I had all these genius plans. But the way the social media deal started is uh, Nico Moran was running performance baseball out of uh, East Texas. He had a kid, I believe, by the name of Colby Atkins that was playing for him. And um, it was July 4th weekend and um, Friday night had been 102 degrees and all the college coaches had left. And so I just started capturing some video. This kid at shortstop, he made a play in the hole, he made a play up the middle. And then he came in and pitched and he was like 88, 89. And so I accidentally sent that stuff out. And then we just saw this tremendous buzz in regards to, you know, what happened in regards for these coaches not being able, able to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. But having access to that information to be able to see if you know what's going to help the kid. And then from there, we decided, hey, you know what we're going to do is we're going to provide the same coverage regardless of where you're playing. And that came from a former player of mine named Alex Samples. That Alex is on my 2014 team and he was good at everything, wasn't great at anything, but a really, really good player. And that event that we had at TCU, everybody flocks to TCU, you know, the main venue back then, you know, during these events. Well, I had it lined up where Kopeck was going to throw an inning, Mashinsky an inning, Gooch an inning, Larkins an inning, Heineman an inning, Troy Cheeseman an inning. And Alex went 0 for 4 in that game. Well, the rest of the event, I think he was, you know, 8 or 9 for 12 with 6 doubles and 9 RBIs, but nobody knew about it we decided, hey, you know what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to provide the same coverage, whether you're playing at Melissa, you're playing at TCU, you're playing at Texas Tech, or you're playing at Rockwell High School. We're going to make sure that if these kids perform at a high level, it gets some recognition hoping that it creates some sort of opportunity maybe for the kid to play the game one more year.
2: Yeah, you know, we hear it all the time. The video is <clears throat> such a huge component. And I think, you know, I I never understood this when I was, you know, at Texas, why, you know, why either the UIL plays Tuesday and Friday or why more colleges don't try to play Monday, Wednesday, Uh, just, just so they can get out and see the high school Mm -hmm. games. Um, You know, and as, as we get ramped up with the, with the season, I'm excited to get out and see these high school games and get the video and get it up on the website, because that's going to be a huge tool because I know how much the college coaches value these kids playing in high school stuff as well, because it's just a different setting and it gives them another look at a kid in a different environment. Um, And it's just another piece of the puzzle the recruiting puzzle and being able to get this video up, it's going to help kids. And I think, you know, that's, that's the MO of everything that we do. Right. And, you know, I think that, that, you know, we have a, a sense of, of, what we need to be doing uh, to help kids and, you know, and make it about development and not just the recruiting part of it. You know, I know it's, it, it can be tough because the recruiting part is such a big deal to these kids and their life and all that. Um You know, but ultimately if they're not developing along the way also, it's, it, it's only, they're only going to be able to reach a certain level of potential. Um, and, you know the the, that's that's been one of the things that i've enjoyed the most is you know we we've tried to find ways to stick to that development and playing the game and and creating schedules that allow people to do that while being safe too you know i mean that's a that's a big thing going around and in in our game right now is just you know there's so the opportunity to do so many things it's you know creating a, a a way for kids to do it in a safe manner, I think is, is really important. And it's something I think that we do a good job of.
1: Well, and I'll tell you, you know, like Alex samples, Alex did great. Alex went to Navarro for two Mm -hmm. years and wound up being the starting third baseman in Missouri. Um, There's different, there's different ways to get there and especially Mm -hmm. now with how, you know, back then recruiting was just on kids, you know, after they'd completed their junior year, I had one exception, Drew Gooch committed, you know, think during his sophomore year to TCU. But other than that, all those guys, including the two big leaguers that are, that were on that team didn't commit till after their junior year. And we've been in this rush to grow them up and, you know, create these opportunities. And, 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 you know, I, I, you know, Pat Combs is a friend of mine. I played against Pat in high school and college and, you know, he pitched in the big leagues and, you know, he had, Three very talented sons. Uh, one of them played hockey. Two of them played baseball, but they went and played at East Texas Baptist. And you know, Pat gets it. I mean, he goes, "Hey, playing is playing. Right. It doesn't matter where you're at. Right. Uh, the goodie bag may not be quite as good, but <laughs> the fact is, the fact is, is playing this game is playing this game, and it's going to create opportunities. And and um, that's what we have to do a better job of conveying to the parents, and especially now with the transfer portal." I mean, this this thing is absolutely crazy. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's hard for commitments to mean anything, especially mm-hmm. at the younger ages, because, you know, you're so far away from the full potential of what that player's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I mean, let's go to Texas A&M last year, you know, and they had a chance to go get Dylan Rock that, you know, had 450 college at-bats and hit 17 home runs. I think he hit 327 not many freshmen are going to come in and compete with that. And so, you know, it it basically is what it is because of the environment that we're in, and we can complain about it. But I think what we have to do is make sure we continue to educate people in regards to, you know, what, what can transpire for a young man by, you know, going to McLennan or going to Weatherford or Grayson or Odessa College or Midland College or wherever it may be. And then it leads to the opportunity that is the right fit for him to play, whether it be a power five school or a mid-major or or whatever it might be. And, and we just have to do a better job of communicating that and making sure people understand what really is important in regards to playing this game.
0: Yeah, Lynn, was there ever, you know, before we start looking at what's going on now and kind of looking ahead a little bit, was there was there ever a particular moment where you were kind of like, man, this is this is this is gonna this is gonna work like this is gonna take off like people are interacting with us in the way they're they're appreciating why we're doing this for the kids keeping them in the game doing it the right way you know not having to drive 400 miles to go play in front of three coaches when you can hang out closer to home and and get better exposure was was there a particular time period where you're like hey you know what this this vision and in, and in, in setting out to do this is is turning into what I wanted it to turn into.
1: Well, in all honesty, guys, I mean it was just fun, you know. I mean, you guys know I'm I'm a yard rat, you know. Yeah. I'm mean, Um, you know, there's not many people that watch more college and high school baseball than than I get a chance to watch, and you know, for me to be able to say that that in some way that's work, it's it's really not, and so. Right you know the growth was just getting to know more people getting to develop more relationships and it just kind of all happened you know organically you know without you know a big marketing strategy and some big business plan on how we were going to go out and do it and you know again it just really becomes from you know the 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 blessing that we have of all these high end relationships with people through all aspects of amateur and professional baseball that um, you know, I think is given us, given us this chance. I'll tell you, I remember, you know, Hey man, if we could just do a thousand teams a year, you know, we, we would have arrived. And, you know, I think last year we did, you know, 5,100, you know, across the country. And wow. and I hope that it was a quality experience for, for everybody involved because, you know, I want these parents to cherish getting to watch their kids play because it ends. And when it ends, yeah. it ends abruptly. Mm-hmm. And then you never get to experience again until you have grandchildren is basically what mm-hmm. transpires. And so, you know, whether little Johnny was 0 for four or four for four, it doesn't really matter if you didn't cherish watching your son play. What I believe is the greatest game, you know, on the, on the earth. And um, that's what I want them to be. And, you know, I get to see a lot of this. I see, you know, dads worked up and moms worked up, and you know, I get to know a lot of them. And and you know, it's very rewarding, you know, when I get a chance to sit down and and this, you know, about one of them that happened last summer, which was fun for all of us. But you know, to get them to really understand and see a transformation in regards to, hey, you know what, you're right. I should just be enjoying watching them play and. You know, doesn't matter if he was over for, doesn't matter if the weather was bad, doesn't matter if the umpiring was bad in your mind, getting the chance to watch your son play this game and develop through it and learn how to deal with adversity, which Mm -hmm. we all know we have in life, doesn't matter how perfect your life looks, there's tremendous amount of adversity in in our lives. That's something that's been, been a lot of fun for people that I didn't know, maybe I'd heard about. Then you get a chance to meet them. Then you get a chance to discuss things with them in regards to, hey, man, was it really that big of a deal? And to see the light come on and then to go back out maybe three weeks later and see them really sitting down and enjoying watching their son play. That's really cool. It's really cool for me.
2: Yeah. You know, talking about Dustin asking if you had a particular moment Do you have any specific games that stick out in your mind? I know just from having done it for a year, I I can't imagine that, you know, there's going to be m- too many games that are going to top that 12, um, that 12 Doolin's Dodgers game in the Mattingly last year. I mean, like it that, was, you turned yeah. around, you missed something big.
1: Um, yeah, but that, I, I imagine
2: I over 10 years, you've seen quite a few.
1: That one really sticks out because that was like a high uh, high school playoff atmosphere. Um, yeah. and with the ebbs and flows, the swings in the game, it was unbelievable. Um, another one that means a lot to me is, uh, probably would have been 2014, uh, was a one nothing game at TCU between, uh, the Dallas Patriots and a team out of Amarillo, the Amarillo baseball Academy. Um, Jonathan Heasley threw a one hitter yeah. um, and won one to nothing, and the one hit came from my nephew Austin Baker. There you go. There you go. Uh, <laughs> that, that's one that that um, that that I remember. But you know, we've seen a lot of good ones, especially you know inside the Don Mattingly and and the Pudge, and you know now with the Alex Bregman. The first year we had that uh, Bregman event, um, you know, uh, we had a game between Kane Southwest and the North Texas Longhorns, which. It was the Longhorns group that was a year younger that had fought all their way to the championship, and the American mm-hmm. division was a was a great baseball game. That was kind of my first introduction into Luke, Luke Billings. Um, so there's just so many of them, you know. Um, I remember uh, watching uh, Luke Wakamatsu and Trent Grisham play at TCU mm-hmm. when they were playing for DBAT, coached by Brandon Goins and Ryan Nelson. Um, they were playing against Zach Randall and the Dallas Mustangs, and you know, I've just got so many friends that have developed from this, and got a chance to see so many great players play. I mean, it, it's it's hard to narrow down one, but last year's semifinal in the Mattingly will be will be tough to talk because that that was something special that everybody got a chance to enjoy.
2: I think yeah, my, one does... of my favorite one of my favorite moments from that was uh, I I had gone over to talk to Cherie. She had something, you know, and she she was over by the concession stand. And I I missed one of the home runs. And like, you know, like I said, if you missed any pitches, you probably missed something big in that game. Then, you know, you heard one side of the, of the crowd cheer then the other side. And then I, you know, she could tell that I was like itching to get back over there. And she just kind of laughed. She was like, go back over there. We'll we'll, (laughs) we'll worry about this later. But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's fun being out there uh, you know, in those types of events, but you know, I mean, realistically throughout the summer, you see, you see it all. I mean, you get to see kids playing hard when there's nobody there that that's kind of the stuff that I like just as much as that is, you know, when we're out there watching kids play, like I'm just as interested in seeing who plays hard when there's no, when there's no colleges or, you know, just parents at, at 9.00 AM on on a Thursday morning, you know, who's going to, who's going to play hard. And that's what a lot of the college coaches ask about, you know, I mean, I've found that They're concerned with that. You know, we've had coach after coach on doing interviews and, you know, they that's the kind of stuff they need to find out because everybody can show up and play in those big moments. Right. When there's 50 plus college scouts. But, you know, what are you going to do when there's nobody else in the stands? Are you going to be the same guy? Are you going to you know, are you going to throw a tantrum if you get out? You know, I think that's kind of the stuff that we get to see, you know, throughout the spectrum of all of our events.
1: Well, you know, you, yeah, you're looking for kids that love the game because, regardless okay. of talent level, I mean, you guys know this that you know it, it becomes a grind. You know, especially when you start playing in in college. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you've got routine, and you know, it's about study hall, it's about lifting weights, it's about eating right, it's about practice, and it's about getting your work in on your own, and and you know, earning your earning your shot to get a chance to play on the field when when game time hits, and. And that that is the thing that 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 sticks out when you go out and regardless of talent level, you see a kid that is just absolutely getting after it from the first pitch to the last out. Um, he's a good teammate, you know, what what's he doing to make the other eight guys on the field better at any point in time? And and those guys, you know, regardless of their talent level at 16 or 17, tend to be the guys that play the longest, you know, yeah. and and or they're at least the guys that maximize playing as long as their their ability would allow. And um, you know, they're the guys also that, you know, you come back and you see them a few years later, they're the guys that have no regrets, you know, because they they did leave it all out there. And it's very cliche. But, you know, you guys know when you're at our events, it's it's real easy to identify those guys. Oh yeah. And they typically draw the biggest crowds in regards to people coming to watch them play, whether it's you know Guys on other teams, coaches on other teams, college coaches, professionals, scouts, whoever it may be, um, they 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 tend to be the magnets that everybody attracts to. Yeah. yeah,
0: and and obviously you know Texas is is home base, and especially DFW and and Melissa. But Lynn, how excited are you for you know what's what's been going on and with us in California and in Arizona? You know you get to get out and you know, see some old baseball friends in Colorado and and, and Missouri and stuff like that. I mean, the Hawaii Sandlot event that we did again, uh, was just a fantastic turnout. Like how cool is it to see this kind of this, this, you know, this positive baseball philosophy, you know, spread to these different areas with, with great people helping us out out there.
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely unbelievable. I mean, um, But again, you know, if you guys, anybody really looks into why we have success in those areas, it's, it's because of the people that we mm-hmm. have. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. Tim Arakawa in Southern California is a great story. You know, he grew up in Hawaii, went and played at Yavapai, and then became a dude at Oklahoma State, you know, yeah, and then did. played professionally. And then, you know, we got Adam Yasick that played at Youngstown State. He's up in Northern, Northern uh, California. Aaron Cable's overseeing the whole thing, you know, and he helped develop our business in South Texas before he, you know, acquired the California territory. You know, I can talk about them all, Alan Dyer, John DiGiorgio, you know, in Colorado and, you know, you know, Tate Thorson and, and, you know, we got going in Missouri now, you know, Brewer helps us get going in Oklahoma. We got Nick Tims down in Houston and you know, it all comes back to the people, you know, you know, going and, and, and executing what we're attempting to accomplish. And, and, and overall, I understand that everybody likes national rankings and everybody likes national tournaments. And I, I think those things are really, really good in regards to bringing as much talent as you can together to have them compete against one another, to see how they're able to, you know, play their game against the best. But at the end of the day, this is a regional game and You know, the example that I always use, you know, you guys have heard it before is three years ago, everybody in Texas could tell you who the quarterback was at Clemson, Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Nobody in Texas could tell you who the shortstop was at Clemson. Mm -hmm. Right. And the thing is, is because football is a national game and baseball is a regional game at the amateur level that eventually becomes a national game at the professional level. And I think it's just very important that we try to find a way to be fiscally responsible to the parents if you if you can save four or five thousand dollars and travel every summer well i'm going to tell you something over the course of about four years that's a significant significant amount of college tuition that you save and you can still create those same opportunities to go play college baseball but you don't necessarily have to do it by traveling all over the country and you know guys really the thing with us what we did in hawaii with the sandlot classic i mean kind of the vision for that was hey can we create an environment where those kids don't have to come to the mainland more than maybe twice a year? Mm -hmm. You know, can we, can we get them exposure? And I mean, we had a kid the day after the event that committed to BYU, you know, now I'm not claiming credit for that. I mean, I didn't contribute to the gene pool. That's all the kid, his work ethic, his mom and dad and everything that happened. But when we can create these environments that, you know, create some fiscal responsibility to the parents and the club owners and everybody involved, um, you know, I, I think it becomes pretty cool. And we've got people like you guys that go out and execute that vision and 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 make it make it pretty easy to to enjoy this business. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah
0: that's well said. And, you know, speaking of that, um, those ex- opportunities and that exposure, um, you know, the Hawaii Sandlot was kind of our. I, I, I classified it as like the soft opening, like you have a restaurant and you've got the soft opening before the grand opening. Well, that was kind of the soft opening of the website, you know, seeing all that coverage come through there, everything that was going on with the videos and in, in the tournament performances and the showcase stuff before the event. Um, so it was, it was great to see, you know, colleges kind of take, take notice of that um, kind of shifting towards, towards that and just kind of the future of Five Tool, um, you know, how excited are you about about the website? And you know, what's it been like having having that vehicle um, to point to, to to play around with, to to showcase to these these club coaches and these high school coaches, and also these college coaches and professional scouts as well? Because um, we're biased, but we are understandably fired up about it because what we think it can do um, um, for the game at this level, and and really creating more of those opportunities. From a two-way street with the players getting their exposure opportunities, but also for the coaches too, helping them find those players that 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 are capable of continuing to stay in the game.
1: Well, it's really cool. And um go back two years ago, Jeff Kahn brought and brought this vision to us in regards to developing this website. And you guys know how detailed Jeff is. And you know, he's got screenshots and a PowerPoint presentation and you know it, it it seemed really really cool um and and but also kind of seemed out of reach in regards to what everything we were trying to accomplish but basically it it is a social media platform for amateur baseball and i think can turn into an amateur baseball network it also creates the ability for the player to control his resume mm-hmm. and we capture so much content now that we are automatically uploading that to the player's profile. You know, we capture something in our events, it's going to his profile automatically. You know, we're doing 70% of the work for the kid. All it takes is a little bit of effort from the kid to, you know, add a bullpen session, add a BP session, you know, add something that he did it spectacular from another event somewhere, even if it's not a five-tool event, and just upload that information where it's all in one location for a college coach to see. And then we made it fun where you can go and follow your buddies. You can follow your high school. You can follow your favorite um, your, your favorite college. And you can customize your own feed where you drowned out a lot of the noise that we all experience in social media today. And you can customize what you're seeing. So, you know, if you're committed to, you know, Texas A&M, you can go and follow the Texas A&M line. And inside of your line, all that's going to come up is highlights of kids that are comm- committed to Texas A&M. You know, if you go to South Lake Carroll High School, you go and follow South Lake Carroll High School. And then what you control coming through your feed is just highlights on, on kids from South Lake Carroll High School. And it's, it's really cool and really been, you know, blown away by the response from, from the colleges. And we haven't had a chance to present it to all of them, but we're batting a thousand um, when we showed it to them. I mean, we've got, you know, LSU, Texas A&M, Baylor, um, you know, Abilene Christian, TCU, Texas Tech, uh, Oklahoma. Um, you know, we we Sam Houston State, UTA. Um, everybody that we presented it to has just said, "Hey, man, this is going to help me in the recruiting process." The good thing about that is now it creates the opportunity for the players to help themselves in the recruiting process by maximizing what the what the tool can do. And you know, if you do something, um, you know, you can go and upload it yourself beyond you know what we're capturing. So it's really exciting to see that vision, you know, come to fruition over a two-year time frame. And then when you start unveiling it to see the response, because there's there's nothing else like it out there. I mean, uh, one because the amount of content that we capture, you guys video yourselves, so you know how much content oh, yeah. that, that we capture. And then we take that content and then automatically upload it for the kid where, you know, he doesn't have to worry about it, you know? So if a kid wants to put in minimum effort, he's still going to have things on there that's going to help promote him. But if he wants to put in maximum effort, you know, he's got a unique opportunity to control his resume, you know, get it out to college coaches, let them see it. You know, kids can go in there and follow schools. They can follow each other. You know, they can, like videos, they can comment on videos. It, it's it's pretty cool how it turned out, and we're we're extremely proud of it, and and think that it's going to create some unique opportunities, you know, down the road for everybody in, involved with it.
2: Yeah, you know, I think you know what w- what I've found and has been really interesting to to see so far is that it seems like after we do a demo or people look at it or get get on and play around, you know. Everyone uses it differently, um, and I mm-hmm. think that's what's cool. Is no matter what your relationship to baseball is, there's something that that will interest you. Whether it's a parent that wants to follow their son's high school teammates in the summer, or vice versa. You know, it's that's you know, kind of goes back to the relationship part of it, and um, you know, it, it's fun to see how your kids are doing, or your you know, kids that you treat as your kids in the summer when they're off with you, and, and that you don't get to see all the time uh during the high school season if your sons don't play together but so i think that part of it school the colleges you know there's all kinds of features that they can use to help recruit you know whether it's the video um going to the club pages following the high schools um you know we're 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 slowly gaining momentum on all the high school coaches that are joining as well because you know we we want them to see this as a way to be involved with their players yeah. all year round and not just during the season, Uh, you know, being able to follow their players in the summer and, yeah. and maybe, maybe create some interaction between them and the summer coaches. And, and, you know, cause uh, you know, we, we used to get it all the time. There's a lot of high school coaches that, that feel left out of the recruiting process. Um And this is a way for them to be involved, uh, Absolutely. you know, Absolutely. because that the the ease of use for everything that's, that takes part on that site is, is something that will allow people that aren't even, aren't even, you know, that technically inclined, to be able to use it. I mean, I, if you have an iPhone, you can do all kinds of stuff with it. Yeah. Um, and the and the it's um, it's functionality from a phone when you're sitting there watching the game, is is amazing. I mean, the mobile part of it is is easy to use. It's easy to upload. All kinds of stuff can be done just sitting there in your lawn chair in between games if you want it to be. Uh, well, I'll, and- I'll give you an
1: example, Bish. I mean, you brought it up while ago. That's a very valuable point is, is we, we, we make it challenging on the colleges because they play on the same days as the high schools play. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, this weekend I had a guy that, um, you know, I've developed a relationship with and he said, Hey, you know, my son hit a big home run this weekend in a scrimmage. And I said, send it to me. He sent it to me. I forwarded it to Brooks. And in 45 seconds, it's on the kids, it's on the kids profile, you know? Yep. And, um, Those are the types of things that we can do. And listen, you know, you guys know, we don't want to post everything. You know, we want to do things that show the kids top abilities. uh, So schools and professional scouts can make a judgment in regards to whether it translates. We don't make those judgments. You understand that. But what we do is we want to make sure that we find every opportunity to show that on a player to hopefully create that opportunity down the road. And, and that's the cool thing is, is, you know, when we were at the high school coaches convention, you know, you guys saw the response from the high school coaches yeah, and and it was so cool. And I mean, even these guys take so much pride in the guys that have played for them in the past. And now they've got a page where they can go to, and they can go see stuff on guys that used to play for them that are now in junior college or now in college or whatever it is. And, and keep track of all of it and it's i'm just telling you for the baseball junkie this is going to be a be a whole lot of fun because it is a it is an amateur baseball network and i get it i love football too guys you guys know how big of a cowboy fan i am you know shame on me but i am (laughs) but in texas you know we play everybody else plays second fiddle to football and now we have basically an amateur baseball network that, that we can overcome that. Um, you know, We're already working with guys in other areas to be able to make sure we expand our coverage uh, for the high school kids in Arizona, uh, You know, California. I'm going to Colorado for two weeks to help those guys. We're going to send Baker up to Missouri to help those guys because we want to capture those things to help the kids and then also help the schools when they're in season to kind of see what some of these kids are doing.
2: Yeah. We
0: know how, how proactive kids in baseball have to be that it's not like basketball or football where, you know, the college coaches can get out and sit on events the whole time when their teams aren't playing and not practicing. And and baseball is just, it's just different in that regard. So that's what excites me so much is it really arms the kids with a chance to be, to to be proactive um, and to get out there and help their opportunities. But you know, Lynn, before we get you out of here, because we know you got some important calls lined up, more important than, than talking to these two guys, uh, what would Lynn Van Lanningham's five-tool profile look like? What would the, those videos look like for you on there? What would, what would those college coaches see when they're clicking on your profile and, and checking out your game?
1: Well, what they would see is they would see a guy that had a pretty good arm, could run a little bit, Um, and didn't care for the fastball below getting above 88 miles an hour. Uh, That's, uh, that's, that's basically, uh, what you would probably see. Um, I mean, you guys can probably imagine, I mean, you, you guys are familiar with my passion, um, working hard and playing hard was never, was never an issue for me. Um, it was trying to maximize what I was. And you know what guys, in all honesty, I probably did, you know, um, and, you know, even though I was below average division one player, I got to play with some phenom- phenomenal, players and against some phenomenal players and develop some phenomenal relationships in place for some phenomenal men that changed my life that, you know, I don't, I don't know where I would be without all of that. And, and, and I'm very thankful that I don't have to wonder where I would be because, you know, it impacted me in a way to, to, to put me where I'm at. And, you know, you guys know our family. I mean, you know, my wife and I've been together since I was 15 and she was 14. She's the best friend I've ever had. And, you know, we've got three great kids, two of them that are involved in the business. Now we've got two grandsons and another one on the way and a very supporting family. And, and it's, it's been a lot of fun and, and it'd be hard. You'd be hard pressed to find somebody in the world. That's more blessed than, than, than I am. And, you know, surrounding ourselves with people like you guys and, you know, the Nick Timms and the Aaron Cables and the Ryan Brewers and the Jeff Cons and, you know, can just go on and on and on. It, it's, uh, it's been very impactful to our lives. Very thankful. Um, look, I, I get so excited about seeing these kids a year older each year mm-hmm. and then seeing the moms and dads a year more mature and understanding the process. <laughs> um, it, it's a fun journey. If you allow it to be, It it, it really is. It's, it's a, tremendous journey. And, you know, all the rings and the trophies and all of that stuff, those things end up in the landfill. Okay. All of those experiences end up in your life that impact your life that you carry with you for your entire life. And we have to do a better job in the industry of sharing that with the people that did not play the game and do not completely understand what the game does for you. And I want that to continue to be our goal. And yeah, do we see some crazy things in the summer? Absolutely we do. <laughs> but, you know, we we can still all be coaches in life in regards to making sure that mom and dad understand that, you know, this is going to benefit little Johnny, whether he was 0 for 3 with three punch outs or he was 2 for 4 with two home runs. It It, it all has a benefit on his life that we need to make sure we understand and continue to explain and coach. And, you know, anybody that wants my opinion, you know, all you got to do is email me, Lynn, at fivetool.org, and, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it because I want the experience to be cool for everybody involved, um, including mom and dad, and um, especially for little Johnny because it has a chance to change little Johnny's life if he takes advantage of it Andy understands, you know what what it can do for him.
0: Yeah, well, I think that's a that's a perfect way to end it. No, I know. No food both.
1: questions. No, exactly. no food questions.
0: Well, you you no, got you get the. I I should have asked you. Um, you know, I was kind of curious. You started mention You mentioned torchies with with Tony, and I was like, what what did you order? What what were you having? Because
1: <laughs> that's that's, now, that's you, got, now you're testing my fifty six year old memory, Dustin. Well, like
2: I I don't know how memory. I hope it was. There. I hope it was the, the, the ranch hand.
1: No, I, know, that, that sounds too. like you're kind of talking I'm gonna but... say that it was probably some sort of shredded brisket or something like that or seasoned ground beef that's usually the direction that I go um you guys may or may not know but I'm I'm a huge green egg nerd and uh um it's one of the things that I think Shri has come to love about me is that I have got <laughs> now where I love to cook and you know, go out on the back porch, fire up the egg and put it on ESPN plus and watch college baseball through the spring if I can't be there. And um, then, you know, really fired up about this March event, this high school event going to be cool. Oh, the and festival.
0: Then, yeah. You
1: know, then, uh, um, you know, our summer events, you know, the Pudge, the Bregman, the Mattingly, the Connie Mack World Series qualifier and the Mickey Mantle are, are going to be are going to be special. So, we're gonna have a lot of fun, boys. You guys get ready. You know the grind when it starts and how. it's it oh, yeah. So you guys get all that sleep right now that you can because the yeah. uh, the 16, 17 hour days are coming close. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, we might
0: have to we might have to drop off a couple of uh, of uh, I guess five tool network grandchildren at your house here so we can get some, get some there sleep. The <laughs> yeah, there you go. But, but uh but Lynn, I, I know you know I, I speak for Drew as well. We're so thankful for you for your family for for the opportunity to be a part of this. And, uh, you really do get, I mean, it's, it's not fake. I mean, this is a a baseball family business that just happens to, you know, do what we do and, uh, we feel it. And, and I know the people that participate in our events and, and have relationships with us, uh, feel that as well. And we're just super excited about, um, looking back at the past and then now looking towards the future with what's to come for five tools. So, uh, So thanks for taking the time and giving us. Hey, how fitting is it another a five-tool state of the union? You know, kind of just right on schedule with what's going on in the world there. So we get you on for for episode one hundred, and uh, you know,
1: you guys know two two things about me: I don't troll, and I don't do politics with friends. (laughs) I, uh, don't, I don't <laughs> you, do that. you know
0: what you're good at cooking with the green egg and baseball you know you <laughs> figured out really early on that that's your wheelhouse and uh and you stick to it but uh yeah. Lynn, thank you so much for taking the time and uh, uh best of luck on knocking out those calls and and, and i know we'll talk to uh, talk to you heck probably an hour or so but definitely see you soon
1: all right guys thank you so much all right. appreciate all you guys yeah. do for us appreciate it
0: all righty that wraps us up for yeah. episode 100 of the five tool podcast you can follow us at 5 tool Pod, and also make sure you're following the 5tool accounts on Instagram, Twitter, and all of our regional coverage as well, because we're out at games live in person, uh, capturing that video, covering the games, getting that up on the website. So make sure you check out 5 to stay up to date with all the coverage. And until we talk to you all next time, take care.